You are listening to the Fire Pit Podcast. Today we are talking about keeping it positive. So we were talking about this topic. Uh, I think it was circling around the news or things that you read. And I stopped just watching the news. Like I'll, I'll read things as far as highlights that are pertinent to me. Because now like my new thing in my life is I don't really worry about things unless I can control them because I've noticed that it just free it just stresses me out so yeah yeah I uh, a while back I started thinking about scaling back on the on, on uh, watching the news and I watch it in the morning and it doesn't it's not too bad for me in the morning when I watch it because then I dive into my work right after that. And so it's not like you're watching it right before you go to bed so you can have these wonderful dreams about people shooting people. But um, I still, at the same time, I still realize that, you know, um, (laughs) there's sprinkles of lightness and fun stuff in the news, but it's very sparse. Most of this stuff is very negative about all the shootings and, you know, illegals coming into the country and COVID issues and on and on and on and on. And so it's just so long that you want to listen to that. Actually, after a while, I started feeling sorry for the commentators. I'm thinking these guys got they're not only have to talk about it during the show, they have to study up on it before they present it on air. And and so uh, they really have to, you know, uh, be careful how much they allow their minds to dwell on some of this stuff. But anyway, I decided, you know, I needed to kind of scale back from that, but, you know, enough so that I didn't find myself obsessing over the issues that are going on. Well, that was one thing. Then the other day I'm out at night and um, taking the dog for a walk and your mom and I usually do that together. But this particular night it's, dark already because we waited too long and so it's just going to be me because she doesn't like to walk in the dark and quite frankly i don't either because it's really dark even with street lights um it's pretty dark on our street so i walk out i've got the leash on the dog we're, we're walking and i've got my i got this thing of pepper spray that i bought a while back because um every once in a while i come across some stray dogs and uh, because we've had some close calls with the dog, I decided I don't need that, so I'm going to have something on hand. But the thing that that just kind of grabbed me as I was out walking, and like I said, it's dark, and there's activity going on, but lots of things in the shadows and everything else. And, and I found myself kind of, you know, struggling a little bit with this fear thing of, what could be out there that could jump out and attack the dog. And then I'd have to have this thing ready to spray or whatever. I came home after that thinking, you know, I really don't want to live like this. You know, I don't want to live fearful. Yes. We, we all ought to be cautious. We ought to be careful and everything else, but I don't want to end up like some of these people, like you hear, you hear about um, old folks who, strictly are shut-ins they all they know is what's on the tv and so they don't even want to go out after watching what's on tv because that's that that's their window into the world and and a lot of it has to do with 
the negativity going on. So their perspective on what's outside of their door is scary stuff. And so they, they find themselves becoming fearful. Their concerns are probably very overweighted in the negative side because of that. And so I start, started to think, you know, need to find some ways to just lighten up. Um, I, you know, yeah, scaling back in the news, but there's other things too. Like there's some movies I don't, I just kind of pass them by because I don't need the darkness. I, I need something lighter. I need maybe a, a good comedy that needs to be clean. I, I'm not really interested in watching some of the some of the comedy out there um, that that uh, that people have put out. But it needs to be lighter. It needs to make me feel good. So it's it's me that I have to be thinking about. And I've, I found that as I was doing that, I was starting to listen to music that I really like listen to, find myself singing and, and humming, doing that more um, than I normally do is what I'm trying to say is. So if you kind of look at it this way, if you look at your day and you say, how much of my time during the day am I dealing with things that aren't particularly uplifting um, and how much of my day do I do things that uh, are encouraging, that lift my spirit. Um, and I was really realizing that I'm not doing enough of that. I'm not really injecting things into my daily schedule that lift me up so that my heart is lighter, so that I can be an encouragement to someone else because I'm kind of down and I'm finding myself talking or thinking about things that are kind of down and and uh, you don't want to go there. You want to be somebody who's who's um, an encouragement to be around. You know, when you find yourself criticizing others who are kind of a downer to be around, you don't want to be that. But in order to not become that, you really do have to uh, mix up your schedule, your daily schedule, usually with with things that will lighten the atmosphere and help you to, to uh, you know, just just have a lighter heart and, and smile on your face. So what have you been doing lately? For me, I think with movie or just content in general, uh, I have run across things that, uh, like when I did theater stuff, they would always explain that the arts is just a mirror to society. And I've heard it explained uh, in, in certain movies or things like that. They they want to show life, you know, as it is. And, and for me, I don't want to see that, right? I, I don't want to see how much life sucks that doesn't help me do anything or, or like movies that will like even the million dollar baby movie that was so good. And then, and then, you know, then she <laughs> dies and suicides herself, euthanage, all this stuff. And I'm just like, you, you, you started so good, but then, <laughs> but then there's a lot of people that, that they love that movie. They love that about it. I don't know why. I don't know if it's more masochistic or, what the deal is but for me i've learned i can't do that because media for me is is to be encouraging and and that's just for me 
some people, maybe they need that feeling of hopelessness or whatever the deal is, but that's just not my jam. So well, I think you're right about that. Cause when you say that, you know, uh, art, like many claim should be a reflection of the culture. I'm thinking, I don't think so. Um, I think art really, if you want to be an encouragement to the culture, ought to be a model for the culture rather than a reflection of it, because we already know what's out there and a lot of it isn't worth, you know, reflecting on. So, yeah, I agree with you. I mean, from an artist's perspective, though, there are positive things that can happen with regard to reflecting a behavior within society that maybe we are not aware of that we are doing. So I get it from that perspective. But if you're just trying to show me that life is horrible and depressing and then you die, I don't really, I know that already, right? So I, I've had to learn to uh, limit what I'm uh, watching keeping it positive rather uh, everything that I consume has to have purpose. So, you know, I'll watch classes over a TV show or, or I'll watch the class first, right. To mm -hmm. just to kind of get that, that learning thing. Cause I love learning and I'm learning new things and it's more beneficial. It serves me better. Um, and so I've learned to do that. I've learned to evaluate things as what consumes your time We've had this talk before where I'll, I'll say, you know, well, I don't have any time for this. And then when I start tracking what I'm using my time for, I have plenty of time. So mm -hmm. for me to keep it positive, I don't watch the news. This is me. I'm not saying everybody. For me, I don't watch the news. Or if I do, it has to be super pertinent to me. And it has to be something that I can actually do something about rather than, you know, a million people died in another country today. It's like, okay, I, I don't know how to help. I, I mean, there's a difference between being informed and then whipping myself up into a tizzy where I'm frustrated about yeah. things that I can't do anything about. Yeah. So I don't do that. I, um, I don't even listen to podcasts anymore on uh, like self-help things. I just don't do it anymore because... There's no real like five easy steps or 10 easy steps to success. It It's, you know, work hard, be consistent and know your direction. I think that's it. So that's what I do now. So I don't take other people's advice on what I need to be doing in my life that is very specific to me and my path that's unlike anybody else. And I, I think in the past I uh, I was much more negative on myself in comparing myself with other people. And now I realize that, you know, it, th that doesn't help. It's not helpful. It doesn't help me stay positive. Yeah. And I think as something is that I was just thinking about is, is um, you can be guilted into doing things, whether just kind of a mild form of guilt, it may be just kind of peer pressure that this is what you should be doing. Um, or it could be a little bit stronger where you're disappointing somebody because you're not doing something. Um, you're, you're the master. You should be the master of your own time. But, but if you're not careful, you find that others will interrupt that, that whole thing. And you'll end up doing stuff that you didn't intend to do, but you feel kind of like, well, I, I guess 
I don't want to disappoint so and so, so I'm going to do that. So th that's a that's another form of of interruption in your thoughts that can turn dark on you. Um, well, I that's an interesting point. That's something that I've struggled with for a really long time. I, I think I've gotten to the point where I'm getting a handle on it, and it's hard because it's not a thing. It's like people. So if you're like an overly negative person, if you're like an Eeyore that's just like, woe is me all the time, I I can't get down with that pity party constantly unless you're going to do something about it. And every time those same people talk to them and be like, I can help you with this. I can help you do this. I can help you with this. That's not what they want. They just yeah. want to complain. And so yeah. for me, I've had to be like, Sorry, but not sorry. I got to cut you out of my life. So that's been really, really difficult. And and that's an extreme example. But even even things like getting together with people just because I, you know, you feel obligated to or I don't hang out with people anymore unless they serve a purpose in my life and not like you're doing something for me, but like we we help each other. It's it's like a healthy sure. relationship. Yeah. Like I've, I've really taken a hard stance on that. And even people that are, that will, you know, Hey, let's do lunch. I'm like, eh, we'll talk about it because it's just, <laughs> I, I mean, I don't have time. I, I mean, I, I have a wife that takes a lot of time, not in a bad way. Just like I, as you get older, you get busier and there's things you want to accomplish and people that are just coming along to, I don't know what it is you're doing in my life. I mean, in my perspective, you got to go. And so now I, if I hang out with you, I care about you and I feel that you're beneficial in my life. I feel I'm beneficial in your life. That's the other thing. That was a weird one too, accepting that maybe I'm not beneficial in certain people's lives and kind of getting over myself about sure. that because that you know, can be the case too. Yeah. And that's interesting. You, I was just thinking, how many times have you told somebody we need to get together? So <laughs> <laughs> and 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 really what spurred that was you maybe ran into him in the grocery store or whatever and you hadn't seen him in a long time and uh so you kind of throw that out there because you feel like you should um uh, typically it doesn't happen unless you really really want to see them again uh, but you have well, to and just be just being honest with yourself yeah has been so hard and i would say i'll call you tomorrow or we'll get together because I feel guilty. It's right. not because I want to, I just feel bad. And I feel like most of my life, things that I did that I didn't want to do, I only did it because I just feel bad. I don't want them to feel like someone doesn't want to hang out with them. And it's like, that's very arrogant because they probably have other people they could spend time with. You're not the be all or end all, just be honest. Don't be rude and have tact, but I would do the same thing. Like, I'll call you tomorrow or, oh, we haven't seen each other in four years. Well, there's a reason. Neither of us have made an effort. <laughs> yeah. And that should be a sign of both of us not to have lunch. You know, that was one of the, to me, uh, the dark side of the social media stuff. Because I, when, face, when I started getting into Facebook, all of a sudden there were people that I hadn't talked to in 40 years. And... Their memory of me, of course, was 40 years ago, 50 years ago, whatever. And um, so you're you're not physically talking to them. You're just kind of texting this stuff on Facebook or maybe you engage them on emails after that or something. 
And I, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's disruptive. It's a little bit uneasy because like I said, your memory of that person, their memory of you is, is long time ago. Um, some people, like you know, there's some good friends that you you cannot see them or talk to them in years, and you, you know you can just pick up where you left off because there's just kinship that you had with those people. But then there's these other people that um, you you didn't have that kind of relationship, and so there's a certain pressure that you feel to maybe continue or start up again or whatever. And I I don't have time. I don't. You've gone a different path. I've gone a different path. Let's just kind of let things lie. Uh, don't allow yourself to feel guilty about not pursuing that relationship again, because really your your plate is full. You've got things that you're doing and you need to feel OK about that without, you know, this this guilt trip thing. Well, and I think it's hard and it's it's been really hard for me uh like with family stuff, because uh, you never call me. And of course, immediately I feel guilty. And now with my, you know, new, my new thing, I, I call it, I, I'm participating in my life now. And I feel like I was a spectator before. And I'd be like, oh, can you believe this happened? It's like, you're the one, this is your life. Like, you got to <laughs> do something about it. So now yeah. with the family thing, it's like, you never call me. And it's like, hmm. Do you want to have this conversation? Do you for real? Do you really want to have this conversation? And yeah. and they don't. They just they feel guilty or they feel bad or they feel whatever their issue is. But I I used to play into that and and now I don't anymore because because I noticed what would happen is a person would be like you never call me and I would I'd be like okay let's set up lunch let's do phone calls and they just like fell off the face of the earth. Because that wasn't really what they wanted. What they wanted was to make someone else feel bad, uncomfortable, to make themselves feel better. I don't know what it is. But now I'll literally say, you know, if I'm close to them, uh, closer, you know, do you really want to have this conversation? And nine times out of ten, no, I do not. It's like, well, then I don't just say stuff. I, I say it because it means something. So that's been really hard to do uh, with family stuff is to not is to give myself permission to not continue to cultivate a one way relationship with something or or a relationship with someone that, like you said, is based in a in a framework or a or a, a perspective of me 20 years ago. And that that's not who I am. Yeah, that brings a thought to my mind you think about the the blessing of a spouse that's seen all the ups and downs and the changes and the growth in your life and so they've been on this growth journey in your life with you and so you know we i guess we kind of take for granted that ability that you have with those who are close to you how they they understand where you're coming from because they've they've been in the context of your life over the months and years. And so uh, it's easier to communicate and be understood because they're, they've been around, they've watched you, they've, you know, been a part of your life as opposed to somebody who's, you know, been absent for 10, 20, 30, 40 years and still has this perspective of you of way back in the past. 
or even or honestly, even friends that uh, like we've talked before about that you've said goodbye to that are are more recent in your life because they really they're not a part of the growth of your life. Um, and so it's not to be rude or anything, but you just find that you don't have that much in common anymore. Um, you've well, taken that's totally roads. that's that's totally OK. And I think the stigma around it is that you're just pruning people out of your life and you're being antisocial and you're not being neighborly. And it doesn't mean it's a bad thing. Like when we diverge and go different directions, that is what happens in life at times. And we saw eye to eye, you know, when I'm 12, we don't see eye to eye in my 30s because we're different people. And it also, on the flip side of that, it makes it so much better when we are with friends that we really cherish because you can have those conversations and, and there you can just say stuff of, you know, I feel like, like we were going to get together with some friends and we said, uh, you know, the time frame that we want to get together is not going to give us enough time to really spend quality time. So let's spend, let's reschedule at a different time. Whereas, there was that's legitimately what I meant. And it wasn't a, uh, well, you know, trying to blow you off. So it does feel really nice to have those close relationships where you can be authentically yourself. And it, that helps me stay positive for sure. Yeah. You know, I, I've had to remind myself at times when I've been tempted to overdo it, that, you know, uh, time spent with people is kind of like money. Uh, you can only spend it once. Your time is valuable. Your money is valuable. You can only spend it once. And so if you're not careful, you will find yourself kind of scattering it thinly all over the place. And you, you don't come away with much of anything from that. And in the process, the people that you would benefit from spending more time with and getting to know better and them getting to know you, you, you miss out on that. Um, you, you know, I think you've you've had enough experience around people that know you well. I certainly do. Um, to to know the benefit of having a relationship with somebody who can speak into your life and say things that that um, a casual relationship would have no way of knowing how to to approach that. And we need that. We need people who know us, who allow us to let our hair down, who don't, you know judge us or, or try to inject their own solutions to problems without really understanding what they're talking about. So it's uh, it, it's important to have those deeper relationships. No, that's a good point. And I think the last thing I thought of, uh, and then let me know what you think too, um, is time with yourself. That I think I only became aware of this concept later in life of i i think earlier uh i wanted to populate every weekend with events now i realize in in retro uh in retrospect that that was really based in a self-serving need for validation that i'm important people like me and so then with time i realized man i can't do friday saturday sunday every weekend so now I'll, I'll do like one thing 
and then people try to book or or not try right that's assuming everyone wants to hang out with you all the time but when you're scheduling i'll I'll schedule one item or two on a weekend and that's it and if and if another thing comes in i'm like i'll push it to the next weekend because i've learned like that self-care and and spending time with yourself and spending time not with other people on the Sundays or Saturdays or whenever it happens to be, it is really, really crucial for keeping my mindset intact. Hmm. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and a final thought for me is something that I've continued to have to learn over time. And that is to be present in your present. Um, it, it, you can get so busy or looking beyond the moment that you're in that you miss the beauty of a moment that you're in and you don't fully appreciate it. Uh, uh, You know, it's like going on a vacation and keeping uh, this low level frustration of thinking that the last day of your vacation is coming up rather than just enjoying it while you're, while you're in it. And you have to do that with each day as well. You, you may not, um, you, you may rather be somewhere else at times, but you're not. So try to live in the moment that you're in and enjoy it for what it has to offer. Um, so that's, that's all That's really I had. cool. I had one final thing that I don't know if I've told you before on a positive note. Um, what, I mean, the whole time has been on a positive note. I think I was watching a, uh, on Disney. So the thing I love is like kids movie, not kids movie, but you know, they're typically geared towards kids like Disney movies, Pixar movies. Uh, I've really grown to every new one that comes out. I'll tell, you know, my wife, Oh, this one came out. We got to watch it because it, I really like how because you can't do like dark stuff with kids so so you're pretty much guaranteed it's going to be somewhat of an uplifting situation so on disney they have this this show that kind of reminded me of us and doing the podcast it's called rogue trip and it's a dad who was a famous uh journalist who would go into hot zones into combat zones and report for like national news networks and he got injured and almost died and then recovered and then was like i I can't i've missed so much time with my family and all this stuff i've been in all these other zones when i need to just focus more on home life so then he kind of cultivated a a better relationship I, i don't know if the relationship was bad i don't assume that it was but just you know Traveling all over the place makes it difficult to have those relationships. So he started traveling. They started a show and then they, they traveled to all these different countries, Ethiopia, Peru, Africa, and it's uh, him and his son. And he gets to show his son, like all of his techniques and knowledge of traversing other countries that are, Cause like every country that they go to, like he's been there. So he's been like, I was reporting this in the eighties and like telling him all these like intricacies of like surviving in sometimes third world countries and just 
it's really cool and, and they like get into the culture of the people that they're with and then the dad and the son start to bond more and so it's it was really really cool I'll, hmm. I'll show it to you uh, we should watch it together but i okay. just wanted to sh- throw that out there it's actually i was impressed that is neat wow so that was my positive uh little nugget <laughs> thank you i need a positive nugget <laughs> so well this has been good yeah i'll see you next week okay buddy thanks <laughs> bye